0: Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Orange County Talk Radio. I'm John Marino, and we are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Tompkins Mayopac Bank. Robeson Oil, the house that service built By Lepolis Electric, don't be left in the dark. Get Lepolis. By Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard up and down the Hudson Valley. By Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of R. Monk. They work throughout the Hudson Valley and White Plains Hospital at your service for whatever you need throughout the Hudson Valley, too. This is the Cup of Joe political show. We are joined by... Orange County Executive Steve Newhouse. Steve Newhouse, welcome back to Orange County Talk Radio. The COVID numbers, the COVID outlook and situation now. Is there
1: light at the end of this tunnel? Uh, there's a bright light, John. First, it's great to see you. Like always, we always have a lot of fun doing this. Um, our numbers have gone way down in the last few weeks. Uh, we are tracking, You know, just uh, about three weeks ago, we had 15,000 active cases. Uh, that we knew of. That's not even counting people that, that had the at-home at home test kits. Now, uh, we're down to just a few thousand. The hospitalizations have gone down by well over a hundred. Uh, so, the people on ventilators have gone down. Now, we've had a lot of people die. Uh, just in the last uh, few days, we had five people die. Four were not vaccinated. One was fully vaccinated. You know, I- I keep track of those numbers on a regular basis, but uh, there is definitely a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we are getting out of this. Uh, everybody's feeling that as well. We're following the trends with the state, but it's, it was a rough haul right before, right around Hanukkah, beginning of the week before Christmas, all the way into uh, uh, the month of January. But uh, now that we're heading into February, we can definitely feel a big change.
0: How did the numbers drop so dramatically now so quick? After they went up. So I think,
1: you know, the last thing you want to do is ask political people. And uh, I'm a military guy and I'm a I'm a county executive um, uh, medical, uh, you know, ask for medical opinions. But I think it's worked its way through the uh, community. And then you also have a mixture of people that are done with getting vaccinated, uh, some that will never get vaccinated. And then uh, people have made their choices. So it's worked its way through through the uh, community. Most people have recovered. Highly contagious. The Omicron version. Uh, but now that the post holidays, post New Year's gatherings have have went away. What, what are we looking forward to? We got Super Bowl Sunday in two weeks. Might see a tiny spike from there. I think Valentine's then you got Val- Day. Yeah. And then Valentine's. You got Valentine's. It's just yeah. two people. Some people by themselves, who knows, you know? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and then we have Easter after that too. Is that a potential yeah. concern of people
1: getting now, together? You know, as once we get into March, the concerns really start to dissipate because now people are going outdoors more as opposed to being stuck inside now and congregating heavily around each other. You start opening them up and the weather gets better. Um, you You start seeing those numbers go down. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, right now you can see a lot of things mixing up. Unemployment is now, even though we're just getting through the spike, unemployment is pre-2020 COVID uh, numbers, 3.7%. So you could definitely feel all these indicators impacting where we are right now with COVID. You've battled
0: Governor Hochul about masks, her mask mandate, when she said everybody has to mask up in December. You said using Gestapo tactics and going business to business, asking them if they're enforcing masking, that's not something you want your people to do, that your health department has much more important things, many more important things than that to
1: do. Absolutely. We, we're hemorrhaging um, staff because of people who are sick and retirements. Uh, the last thing I'm going to do is go door to door, business to business, and, and, and tell people, now, should they wear a mask? Um, and, and should you, more importantly, go to a restaurant or a retail operation and it says on the door to wear a mask? Absolutely. It is that, that proprietor's right to set the standards of people coming in there. I just don't like the tip line, hey, rat out your friend. Because I've seen this, John. Th- this happened in 2020 where we had the pause complaints at least 40 to 50% of the complaints were from competing businesses. So it wasn't even like I went to this place, John's restaurant and I, uh, people were not masked and, and, and I was really felt uncomfortable. It was Steve's competing restaurant calling about John. It's just not the right way to do it. And people need to be responsible. They should be responsible. And a, a uh, retail operation has the right to police how they want it. If you don't feel comfortable, you and your wife, John, you go to a restaurant where you don't feel comfortable, you're not coming back or you leave early. I've seen that happen too. So look, I, I just, um, I thought it was a little heavy handed and then they were going to find people. It's just not the right thing way, way to do it. So uh, it, it wasn't that we were telling people that they shouldn't abide by it, but you, you're not going to see my limited staff do that when we were vaccinating people, we were testing people. And we have other stuff on our priority list.
0: Two years later, how did this issue become so politicized basically from day one?
1: You know what it is? You have politicians that don't know everything. You don't know everything. And a lot of people acted like they did. And then the public listened to them and said, look, John, you get this vaccine. You're going to live forever. You're going to be COVID. Then six months later, you got, well, you got to get a booster, John. And people are just starting to. and then people hyper politicize it saying, you know, when polio was one vaccine, now that if there was three, it would have never been this way. You don't know what you don't know. And I think that even scientists and doctors, if they're not a hundred percent sure and you're allowed to change and people need to be a little bit more forgiving and flexible on it, but uh, you should not talk in in indefinite language if you're not a hundred percent sure. Mm -hmm. We believe that this is the best thing for you. We believe that this treatment is the best thing for you. Uh, Ask any medical doctor or nursing home or nurse if they've learned a lot over the last two years, better ways to treat people in particular. They have. And unfortunately, you have to learn the hard way in this situation, which is uh, really unfortunate. Ventilators Mm -hmm. were highly utilized in the beginning. They're utilized now as a last resort, but there's other ways to treat people early on to save we're saving more people than we did earlier. I was I was reporting 10 20 deaths a day at some points. Now I'm doing, you know, that over a week period unfortunately and it's gotten a lot less.
0: We've seen like you said politicians say take this shot, do this, do that and you'll live forever. Meanwhile, I have to say health officials up and down the Hudson Valley have taken the other tack since the beginning saying, I can't guarantee that a vaccine will work for you. The numbers say 90, 92, 95 percent effective, but there is nothing that can be 100 percent effective medically. No one can tell you that. I think we have to give them
1: credit for that. Absolutely. And you know what else? Uh, every one of these health commissioners and most medical doctors you see on TV and they tell you to take the te- take the, the vaccines and the boosters. But there's a lot of other things they do bring up. How about being healthy, John? How about being keeping your body um, as, as healthy as possible. So when you get anything, whether it's a cold or a flu or any type of, of, uh, sickness, your body is more prepared to deal with that and fight it and protect it when it's in better shape. So that is a wake up call. I'm in the military. I think it said like 75 to 85% of Americans would not be physically able or qualified to pass the military physical fitness test. We got to work on that.
0: How do you have a military if we have those kind of numbers? Well, it,
1: that's, that, that makes it good to me because I'm in that, that top 20% and I, believe me, I am no Olympian. Uh, I'm kind of a pack mule and I've always desig- my, designated myself as a pack mule my whole mi- military career. Cause I've always carried a lot of stuff and no mo's like, give him the big stuff to carry. He's the big guy. So, um, but, but, you know, but honestly, just go back to it. If you, if you keep yourself healthy, uh, that that that'll help you prepare to to be any type of thing. And and that's always been tried and true.
0: Orange County Executive Steve Newhouse here. Orange County Talk Radio Cup of Joe political show. John Marino here with you. The state budget now being negotiated up in Albany. What does Orange County need from Albany from its legislators, assemblymen, state senators now?
1: So the budget that the governor put together is. as a 216
0: billion, billion, that's a big number,
1: big number as a county executive. It's been less intrusive of any county, at any governor's proposal, probably the last 15 years. Less usually they're they're balancing the budget predominantly on the counties. They didn't do that this time. Kathy Hochul, obviously accidental governor coming in there, trying to get everybody to calm down, trying to work together. So. She still has to get that budget adopted and either the legislature has got to be the bad guy or and and take stuff away or they might adopt it because it's an election year. And also, as of midnight last night, new election districts came out for uh, Senate and Assembly. So there's a lot of moving parts and we call it silly season, an election year. Uh, So and and she's trying to, you know, she was going away at, you know, the governor Cuomo had told her hey, by the way, you're not going to be my running mate next time. So she had all but checked out of her political career, and you know, obviously the rest is history. That being said, what I get worried about the most is I have a phenomenally strong uh, economic strength in Orange County. Both the county government is strong, but also I'm growing economically. I just announced today, 50 minutes ago, John, Play airlines coming into Stewart Air, Brand new airlines, international, similar to Norwegian, um, and they're going to be flying to. Um, they're going to be flying to Iceland and then direct to all different European markets. Things are on a move, but so we are self-sustaining right now. The county government. I get worried about how the state will be in two or three years. Right now, they're everybody's balancing their budget, not the county, but uh, the state is on all this surge of money that came in from ARPA and the other things from the federal government. I worry about the long st- long-term sustainability, about the state government um, looking forward to this and 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 that's what scares me because right now the budget seems okay. But in two or three years ago, once she gets reelected, if that's re- or gets elected, which she's trying to do with Lee Zeldin or one of these other people, she's got some problems from some of the Democrats that want to run. there's a lot of Republicans that want to run. But how is she going to balance the budget in two or three years from now? Because in 2020, uh, January, I had a meeting with with Mojica. Robert Mojica is the budget director for the state of New York. Who stayed on after
0: Andrew Cuomo stayed on with
1: Kathy Hochul. She kept him. Very smart guy. He started under Pataki. So he's he's got a survivability rating and He is, he sat across from me and all the other county executives for on either side of me. And he said that the counties are going to have to pay more money because of the, the state is so far behind and delinquent. They just literally, it's a spending problem the state has. So if they would get their spending equal to what they brought in, rather than depending on having other people pay those bills, I'd be more comfortable. So. I am in a wait-and-see uh, pattern right now, very involved. Um, uh, you know, I'm going through the accession on the County Execs Association in New York State. I'm also on the board for the National County Execs of America. We got a surge of money coming in, John. And not only with the stimulus, but look at the millions of dollars that's coming in under the lawsuits that we started with the opioid lawsuits. There's so much money coming in, John, they don't know how to spend it. So mm-hmm. that's why... We're using our stimulus money in Orange County on predominantly infrastructure. So if I have a to-do list, I need to do something in five years, John, I'll do it this year and not borrow money for it. Pay for it with the money that this is this is taxpayers money that we're using. So I'm actually pumped and excited about it. I love building things. We're building a new medical examiner's office uh, that's going to be state of the art. We're doing all sorts of other infrastructure, sewer and Water and roads, which aren't as sexy. You don't appreciate it until you don't have it, until they're broken or crumbling, you're hitting a right. pothole or your toilet doesn't flush. But they're important things that you gotta stay up on because it'll cost you more in the end. Can an accidental
0: governor maybe do too much to try to become the elected governor?
1: Um, you can. That's why I'm worried about the 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 checks being able to be balanced and everything, the budgets being able to be balanced, but you know, it was so such a rough relationship between the governor and a lot of people. Uh, he had this my way to highway type of attitude, and if you were not with him, you were against him. And he thought you were he treated you as an enemy. Um, she has gotten away from that. She's got different defi- definitely better bedside manner. But she's a politician in a very divided. So if you're a Republican, you're worried about the right. The right is saying you're not far you're not conservative enough. If you're a Democrat, the left is saying you're not too left, and she said, that's why she picked a uh, a a member of New York City as her as her running mate to try to. Brian she Benjamin, cut, she cut uh, Leticia, Leticia James off at the at the road, right? So, um, and I think the Democrats were smart by saying no primary. I know Tom Suozzi is out there; was another highly qualified Democrat. But the same thing with the Republicans—you got a couple of people out there, uh, Andrew Giuliani. Uh, I don't think he's got any horsepower, but you uh, you got some other people out there. I, you know, Lee Zeldin and I have been friends for over 10 years. Good guy. So it, it's an interesting year. It's a midterm election year in a hyper unpopular president, hyperinflation, Afghanistan, all sorts of stuff going on, high prices, like I said, with hyperinflation. So it's going to be a very interesting fall as we head into there, John. Have you had a
0: look at the new election districts? There has been a lot of talk about that. Very controversial.
1: Uh, I did. You know, some of them I'm happy about, some of them I'm not. Personally, you know, I got Senator Martucci, who will be my senator, who's a friend of mine, a great guy. I think he's probably one of the best senators we've had in New York State in the last 10 years. Self-made person, doesn't need to do this, cares. He's he's like me. He's got a young family, cares about the future. So I'm I'm excited to have him as my new senator, representing where I personally live. The congressional maps, I'm not thrilled about them. You know, um, we have, we have, Congressman Jones coming up from from down in Westchester area, representing uh, parts of Southern Orange County. They, they basically cut Orange County up because we're so strong. And uh, it is a it is they, we have great voters here and they vote for good people here. And I'm proud of the way my, my voters vote for not just how they vote for me, but they're educated. They come out and uh, they basically split the baby to divide the power on here. But we'll see what happens. You brought up Mondaire Jones,
0: and he is in the seat once occupied by Needle Lowey, represented her district mostly Westchester for over 30 years until she retired a little over a year ago. Mondaire Jones won that election. That district in particular has been carved up more than a totally diced up Thanksgiving turkey since Needle Lowey first took office back in the late 80s. How does this happen? You talk about this district now jutting into Orange County with Mondaire Jones. I remember a time back in the 90s when that district was mostly Westchester, a piece of Rockland, a piece of the North Shore of Queens, and the North Shore of Long Island, too. How do people get represented the right way when so many areas are within one district?
1: It's tough. Uh, It's tough, John. And uh, I think that uh, it's, I was down in, in the Capitol a month ago, actually with Lee Zeldin, actually. We, ran, we were down there for Bob Dole's funeral. And um, it is not a job I would want. And and only because one day a week, these guys are raising money, Republican or Democrat. And then it's just a numbers game. So I got a district, it's a bullwinkle district, gerrymandered. I need to make sure I keep that 50 to 55% of my court Constituency happy. The other ones I'll try to take care of if I can. And it's tough. And uh, if you look at it, the major- overwhelming majority of Americans hate, hate Congress, but they love their local congressmen. It is retail politics. And let me tell you whether you're Sean Maloney or you're uh, Jones, Congressman Jones, or um, any of these other districts, this is not a year you want to run for reelection as a Democrat. It's a tough year. So you need a strong, gerrymandered district in order to survive. And that's what these guys have been um, fighting for because it's going to be a rough year. But on the other hand, you need a good candidate. People can smack talk you all they want, John, and want to take you out. But unless they have somebody that's running, that's tough, a man or a woman that, 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 uh, that, that is willing to get in the arena as Teddy Roosevelt has said, and, and willing to get beat up uh, that it's, that's, it's 50% resume. That is, in my opinion, and it's 50 percent a fighter in there. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned
0: Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney, who the base of his district is in Westchester, and that cuts up into the Hudson Valley, too. And the Republican battles for governor you Good friends with Lee Zeldin, Eastern Long Island Congressman Rob Astorino, former Westchester County executive, the polls, familiarity, the Siena College polls, the last two or three show, Andrew Giuliani leading the pack just because people know the Giuliani name. Do you see anyone else potentially getting into this race
1: on the GOP side? Harry Wilson, self-made millionaire to, um, has thrown his hat in the ring. Unfortunately, everything is about money with these. Like I am, I, I hate raising money and, uh, I'm not good at it. I probably could get, I could get better at it. I just hate, I, I feel it's, it's a uncomfortable. I worked in a stock exchange down in uh, the world trade center one. And it was a great learning experience, but I thought it was probably one of the most horrible things to do. You're calling people up and saying, Hey, John Marino, this is Steve, I got Got some great things going on. Uh, I think you should look at Sun Microsystems, and I'm asking you to put your nest egg for you and your wife and your kids on the line. And uh, I did not do that too long, and uh, you know I learned a lot about. It. I learned about the financial industry, but that's how it is with raising money, and then you're beholden to these people. So that's why I'm not good at it. A lot of my raising is organic or from people that you know. I people know I'm big pro business, so a lot of businesses in certain sectors. Support me, but um, it, it's a tough spot. So these guys that want to run for governor, I don't think Giuliani's getting any traction besides his dad's name. So that's the right wing saying, "Oh, I kind of remember that guy, but he ain't—he's not going anywhere." In my opinion, uh, seems like a great guy not going anywhere. You look at uh, people like Mark Bonaro, who's a colleague of mine, a county executive across the river in Dutchess County. He's hanging it up as county executive and running for Congress. He has a very strong chance of winning midterm. Again, midterm election always favors the opposite party. So he's got those wind in his sails. He's got some name recognition. But um, it's going to be an interesting time. People, we, we say people don't pay attention to this until September. The, so the general voters don't pay attention to these vote these elections until September. But, but right now, those primaries are run by the wings of the parties, the conservative wing on the Republicans, the liberal or wing or the left-leaning uh, wing of the Democrats. As they get through this, that's why you seem to get these very polarizing candidates over the last eight years, because the people that put them in are really the primary voters.
0: Mark Moinaro says, I'm not running for governor. I'm running for Congress. That's it. And you talk about yes. you don't like raising money, but that's a political reality. You have to do it to survive, to get elected, to do what you need to do to get your name out there. How do you make all this mix and match together? Because, you know, you have to raise the bucks.
1: I think that the system, even though it's difficult with money raising, but if you look, at, I I ran eight years ago. I had $30,000 in a dream. The guy I was running against had 500,000 in the bank. The next guy had 250,000. And then there was a lady that had 130,000. I had 30,000 in the bank. I beat them all. So that is a message to everybody out there. I resonated with the voters um, my military background, of not taking any crap from anybody, resonated with pe- people. Um, I, I said that the the other three candidates had one foot out of the state. They spent, they were already looking at leaving the state when uh, I was, um, you know, anchored here with my family. I got a young family I'm raising here. That's why I think that you have a guy like Mike Bartucci resonates with voters because They're like, look, this guy doesn't need to be here. He wants to be here because he's raising. He's looking for what's best for this future of the state. So and I I think if, you know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, if you really want to make a difference, you don't need to show up there with a lot of money. But you need to come up with a battle plan on how to utilize that money, uh, which with the best interest. So you could give me a bad candidate and give me all the money in the world for him. I'm still not going to be able to sell him to the public. One of the things I got my background, I got a a national security degree from the Navy War College. One of the things we studied was battles in history where the the weaker army or Navy won one third of the time, overwhelming a much stronger one by strategy and outmaneuvering. And that, you know, is the key to politics, strategy, one-liners, that one time you make a mistake. Remember, um, the guy that was running for president and he did that scream he was in the right. lead the democrat i forgot Howard Doctor
0: dean, dean yep, howard dean 20 years ago he yep. did that howl and all of a sudden went like, like he was snow done snowpot he just went
1: yeah right so basically thing, overnight and, he was um, done it was shocking the way he felt remember the guy from virginia i'm going back in my time dating myself where he called the guy in the crowd at this disparaging comment. the Murkaka, remember the guy mm-hmm. in the background yeah Right. Gone at right. 60 seconds can go in two ways. You could be in a race car or you could be in politics. As, as they say
0: in sports, as they say in sports,
1: hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. So I, I think that even though you do, you do need to, the money will come to you if people people also like the back of winter too, John. It's hard to call when I say, look, I'm going to take out Congressman John Marino. Yeah, the guy's been there 10 years. You're not going to take him out. It's hard to get people to believe in you back then. But once they start seeing some signs of life or maybe a weakness, something happened to the candidate, they got in trouble. um, You could success does breed success, including in politics.
0: Do businesses locally throughout Orange County, throughout the Hudson Valley, maybe need more federal stimulus money in this time of Omicron
1: I don't think so and I don't think we I don't think the country can afford it anymore. I mean, we got so much money from the stimulus just the government side of it um that uh you know, I look at that that's where my my kids are paying for. I got, got young kids, they're like 12 two to, or they're 4 to 12 years old. They're paying for this. So we need to utilize that money wisely that's going to benefit them at least in the future as best as possible. We were going to talk about uh, the, the rent and, and the freezing of of evictions. We need to get out of all this, John. What, what, what business community needs the most is to stop putting these restrictions on and let's just start moving collectively out of this mess. Uh, I, I can't imagine how it must have been for some business owners, <clears throat> excuse me, throughout this whole pandemic, having to survive you're staying. You're not staying. You're re- You you could do pickup, but you can't have people in there. Mask, non-mask. It's tough. And I get it. It was serious pandemic, and, and everybody tried their best. You know what? You know uh, the thing that got Andrew Cuomo about the nursing homes is denying that 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 people were dying there, and maybe they made a bad mistake. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. It's the what's wrong is staying wrong. You can you could if you honestly told the people, look, early on, putting people on ventilators, um, trying to relieve the hospitals by putting people into nursing homes was what we were advised. And we did that. But it obviously didn't work out. We're changing course. Here's where we're going. You didn't see a lot of elected officials doing that. Republicans or Democrats, if if they were more, more honest with people, I ran unopposed for the first time of any county executive in the history of Orange County this year. And I think part of that was because I do these podcasts, uh, it was nightly, now I do it twice a week, where I basically just tell people how it is. And uh, I'm very uh, intimately uh, you know, involved in the Restaurant and Tavern Association and the Chamber of Commerces, because they were telling me, you know, directly to me, what they need to survive. And what they've been telling me is, let us be, we know what needs to be done.
0: Let us you also have a show in my old stomping grounds where I began my career back in the I late knew. 70s, 1110 WTBQ, Warwick. Back That's then Orange County was totally open, totally open space. I remember driving down 94 every day and coming up on the old Westlowski farm when you get off 17, the quick way in Chester. And maybe you might see one of his cows out in the roadway. You have to drive around. Now, here we are, 42, 43 years later. And things have, let's say Orange is still open, but not so much. It's been very developed since then. How do we strike that balance about tradition? open space and yet keeping up with the times.
1: So I'm, I used to be on the board of directors for the Orange County Land Trust, which is an organization that goes out and identifies key pieces of property to preserve and protect. Whether it's supporting people getting like a PDR, like a farmer that says, hey, I pledge not to develop this, this farm, but it gives them some tax relief. Because I gotta tell you, my family still owns a farm. It's a pain in the neck, John. It is very tough. To have large piece of property and pay taxes on it, it's 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 a lot easier to sell it and get it developed. And that's not what and I think is the best. I don't think that is the best use of property. So we as government and uh, what that's unfortunate, that's one hit I can put on Kathy Huckle. She politically vetoed a law that would allow towns in Orange County to charge a PDR. uh purchase of development rights so would allowed them to grow some money um, by the transfer of, 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 property. And, and she vetoed that for political reasons that I would have helped the towns. I have pledged over a million dollars that we're going to utilize in the next few years to match open space. We're on the cusp of, of, announcing a 350 acre piece of property that the community, the public can use for hiking and outdoors in the next couple months. Orange County Land Trust, big key partner on it. The uh, OAS, uh, uh, the Open Space Institute, uh, uh, OSI, sorry, I call them the British Spy Agency of World War II. That's the military me. But the Open Space Institute, critical partner. But you're going to see more and more towns, villages, and cities getting engaged in preserving open space. And we learned a lesson from COVID, John. A lot of people like coming out here. They like it, enjoying the outdoors. They love the heritage trip which we're going to double the size in the next couple of years. Um, they liked the parks, and uh, they were highly utilized those parks, and o- almost to a overcapacitating level. But uh, going back to being a healthy uh, person, go out, go out there and hike. It doesn't take a lot of. You don't need to be an Olympian to. to you're not cl- rock climbing. You could just walk. Probably one of the best things you could do for yourself. Right, and medically that fun. is the
0: best thing you can do. Walk.
1: Yep. Yep. So mm-hmm.
0: As we've seen,
1: we're going to we're in high gear on it. I'm also a big outdoors person, so I've uh, increased the budget for fish stocking and developing. So people go fishing outdoors are, are just uh, just booming right now. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at having any type of activity. You have disc golf, all these different types of things uh, uh, of that people want to do more and seniors as well. Senior citizens like to do this and it's good for them as well. Are you optimistic about
0: 2022?
1: I am. The only thing I'm the only thing I'm not optimistic that I worry about is national, international stuff. I you know, we're we're we're, uh, we're you know on, on a cusp of some type of conflict in the Ukraine that can happen. Probably my prediction is that it would happen in two weeks from now or, or three weeks from now at the end of the Olympics. Putin won't do it to China. So that worries me. As you know, I'm assigned to the Pacific Fleet. Uh, I've been to Hawaii twice in the last six months because things are heating up. A lot of of international stuff challenges for this country right now. Iran, we have a big, uh, you know, the the second largest Jewish population in the world is in New York State. So second to Israel. Uh, Mm -hmm. Iran is a major threat to the Middle East. You see above my head is an ISIS flag right there uh, from when I was in Iraq. Um, I get worried about a lot of things going on around the world, but, um, do I, am I worried about the costs going up? Yeah, we have, we have record numbers of, of heap, uh, of applications. These are people that are calling for help because they can't afford to pay for their home heating bills this month, this, this winter that does concern me. So the local, the, the overall American economy concerns me because the rising costs impact the poverty levels. But I'm also very concerned about the United States' place in the world and, and that we might get passed over by some of these people that look at us as right now as weak uh, and that we're not going to do anything to, to, to fight back if something happens. So uh, that type of stuff concerns me.
0: Orange County Executive Steve Newhouse, thank you for joining us again here on Orange County Talk Radio. Great to have
1: you back and let's talk soon. All the best uh, in 2020. Have coffee with you and talk politics anytime, John. And there talk we go. Government. Much appreciated. Thank Absolutely. you. Steve Thank Youhouse, you very much for letting me be
0: with you today. Oh, great. Great to have you, as always. And again, Happy New Year. best in 2022 to you and to everybody in Orange County, up and down the Hudson Valley. Here Orange County Talk Radio, produced by Shark Creative, Cup of Joe Political Show. I'm John Marino, and we are... Brought to you by people like Tompkins Mayopac Bank, Robeson Oil, the House That Service Built by LaPolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get LaPolis by Hightower Westchester Managing Your Wealth up and down the Hudson Valley. Through fiduciary Standard Michael Labriola Landscape Design and Construction of. Armonk Monk in Westchester, they work up and down the Hudson Valley too, and White Plains Hospital has everything. You need all your medical services throughout the Hudson Valley as well. Catch all of our Westchester, Rockland, Orange, and Dutchess, Putnam, and Fairfield County programming on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy, Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.